is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the not-so-foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am outside in my backyard on my patio trying to talk about the news with my buddy Andrew. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Gilkenny. I'm from a sweltering bedroom in Hood River, Oregon, where I am not outside and not near an air conditioner. I'm Andrew Hoffman. (laughs) I think I got the better setup, I guess. I'm outside. You told me to to, to uh, maybe repeat what I had just previously said. In the Northwest, one of the worst things is there's not a ton of bugs, but when there are, there are mosquitoes that the likes of which Oklahoma could only imagine. Enormous. You can see them like dime-sized mosquitoes. And uh, I live behind a... There's a green belt behind me. Some beautiful trees kind of setting the scene here, but... Those uh, mosquitoes come rolling up, so I literally have a citronella candle. I've sprayed myself with essential oil, <laughs> and I have a uh, an electric bug light just in case too. So it's all it's all well and good. I think it could have been solved easier if I would have just started like a a fire in my fire pit. But you you need a bug zapper. I got one. That's like what I'm saying. So, no a bug zapper. What do you like? Do? You've never seen a oh. Surely you've seen a bug zapper. I have one. That's the mosquito light I'm talking about. Uh, is it like the you know the old school ones where a bug flies in? And zzz? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll hear it during the show. We could. That's good. It's true. That's a, it'll set the set the set the scene. But yeah, it's it's right over there. That's what I was saying. I got a bug light. I'm not I'm not attracting the bugs, Andrew. It's not like I want more bugs. Yeah. It's like those those those. I've never heard it called the. A mosquito light before. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm I'm just wrong. Bug zapper. It's a bug zapper. It's all it is. All right, good. I got a bug zapper about. Let me really set the scene here. What do you say? It's about 10, 15 feet away. Yeah, about 15 feet over. So, all right. Of my trusty steed, my dog laying in the in the yard here. It's actually a really good scene. It's it's been beautiful up here. The weather's been good. I gotta ask you though, because we both experienced this last year. You getting wildfires down there? Uh, yes, we had, in a two-day period, five different fires within 20 miles of me. Oh, goodness. So did you get smoked out again? So far, it hasn't been too bad. Like, visible smoke, but not... Like last year? Yeah, not anything like last year. I think we may have some haze, and I don't know if it's coming down from British Columbia, but it's unnoticed. I mean, it's not unnoticeable but it's not near as noticeable as last year i mean it's a small small amount of haze that you can kind of see when the sun sets other than that i think we've been pretty lucky uh the number one state for listeners that we have in the show is california so thoughts go out to anybody uh close to fires in redding i had a friend go down there and uh post some pictures to instagram looked like she was driving through the gates of hell i mean it was yeah <laughs> it was there's some serious fires down there. So, uh, here's a 
a grass fire tip. I found this out because a local farmer found this out the hard way. Um, if it's a grass fire and it's burning toward you, they burn really fast but not very deep. You know, it's not like a forest fire where it's taking a while to burn from tree to tree. Sure. So this this fire that was, you know, like 20 miles from here was moving about, they said about 40 miles an hour. But it was only about six feet deep. So this farmer was trying to plow a fire line for his neighbor. And fire came up on him. They think he just panicked and tried to run away, which is, you know, natural human reaction. Smoke got him and killed him. Oh. So they said if he had, uh, you know, either stayed in the tractor and driven into the fire or run into the fire, he probably would have made it. See, so you, you get through six feet and then you're done. But Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So if it's a grass fire and you can't get away, run, run through it. Well, that's antithetical. That's tough. Yeah. It's definitely not your your instinct or you could just stay you know far away from it would probably be a better idea but you know i think i'm gonna shut the uh the brightness on this computer all the way down (laughs) oh it's attracting the bugs it might be attracting the bugs (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um big news in uh little chinatown we are moving right along with the trump presidency and the insanity of the mainstream media and the insanity of the right on, on uh, more than one occasion. Uh, we wanted to do a show last week, but I kind of failed us on our scheduling days. There was a lot to talk about then. There's even more to talk about now. Mr. Hoffman, where would you like to start? Well, you know, as a, as a diehard Project 86 fan, especially in my youth, uh... Alex Jones got 86th on 8-6. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Didn't even think of the numerology on that. So we're going right into Alex Jones. Big news of the day. Let's talk about it. So... For those of you living under a rock... Yeah, this was absolutely, you know... This is like... This is Matt Drudge's, like, pet issue. Like... When he was interviewed on the Alex Jones show a few years ago, he said, he talked to a Supreme Court justice who said, you know, enjoy having that little website while you last because they're going to lock the web down. They're going to kick everyone off of social media, you know, kick conservatives off of social media, and you'll have a hard time even having your, like, linking to other stories site, which is, you know, what Drudge, Drudge Report is. So this is kind of his pet thing. So he uh, not only covered it heavily all day, but also had a link to the live Alex Jones show. And so. and there's a certain... Uh, a certain like measurement of if the story is absolutely everywhere that we all have to kind of do for our personal lives, right? See, mm-hmm. like, when my boss turns to me and says... So this Alex Jones is basically off everything now. This morning, I had to, I had to think to myself, "Wow, oh, everybody yeah. knows it's, it's everywhere." No, CNBC, The Guardian, 
every, not it wasn't just like a few, you know, alternative media things covering it. It was big news, and they've been leading up to it. It's been like constant Alex Jones coverage, which is is strange because it used to be uh, they just ignored him. We don't talk about Alex Jones or our feelings on him much on this show. I think. You know, I used to be kind of anti-Alex Jones, but I kind of came around. Uh, but I, I feel like maybe he's just a... Uh, he, I mean, he's, he's a, you kind of showed showed me the light and that he's he's a showman. Even if he wasn't doing it for conspiracy stuff, he'd be doing, you know, sports or whatever. He's, he's kind yeah, of a he's showman. A, he's a talk show host. He's a talk show host, for sure. Uh, and when you look back to the early days, you know, he was one of the first people that brought the Corbett report and James Corbett on his show and Chris White and Frank Lordy. He would interview all those guys like no big deal, you know, and really kind of expose a lot of people to them. So, well, and that's what, you know, there has there has definitely been a shift and I don't listen to I used to listen to it via podcast and you know pretty much every episode and it would be like half or more of every episode was interviews and long form interviews you know he'd interview someone for an hour or two hours right and you know oh did some you, t- lindsey graham did you ever catch a lindsey <laughs> oh lindsey those are the most frustrating interviews ever <laughs> coming up next the yeah i'm gonna reveal nothing yeah <laughs> But just after the break, I may also... But I will kiss up to you for five minutes, Alex, before I reveal that I don't have any new information. Well, and the thing is, I'll kiss up to you, Lindsay. You have been known. You have been verified. You do know these higher-up oil oligarchs. And you have been able to to correctly call numerous things before they happened. Like, I'm not going to give any examples. But you have. No, there was one example. Like the one oil price drop ever. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like Peter Schiff claiming the economy was going to tank. Eventually, it was going to tank, right? Yeah. You've been saying the same thing since the early 80s. You're bound to be right a couple times. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, he's, he's right. He's just right early. <laughs> so Which Alex is, Jones, I mean, it, it's it's... As an investment strategy, is a terrible investment strategy. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should all remember back to Andrew Hoffman's investment strategies. <laughs> but uh, so I, well, here's the thing. So, how many times have you heard Alex Jones or heard references to Alex Jones saying like, oh, they're going to censor us. They're going to take us off. They're going to ban us. You know, they're going to go to Internet, too. And it was like, oh, crazy conspiracy theorist, right? No one's going to ban you. But but now it's like, okay, he's banned. But it's like, of course he's banned. Good riddance. Yeah. Um, And I. I do think, uh, you know, Facebook and what have you, they're in a tough spot. You've got the, you know, the George Soros hordes calling for the censorship. 
but their their situation um i forget the name of the rule but there's there's a rule that was used successfully to defend uh very early websites saying look we put a forum out there people post content they're responsible for their content not us right. we're just providing we're providing a platform we are not a publisher if you're a publisher you're responsible for your content and we we didn't talk about this but last year there was a whole fight about this it's not really our uh kind of thing that we focus on but there was a a, a focus on this last year uh, where they went after backpage and uh, you know this podcast does not necessarily condone the use of Backpage or anything like this, but it, should it be allowed where people add whatever content they want and then, you know, the person's not responsible. So they went after it and they absolutely took it down. And one of the main reasons the guy was fighting to keep Backpage up was saying, hey, I'm not responsible for the content, just like mm-hmm. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. They're not, they're not responsible for the content either. Um, it's just that we create the forum. They have to, you know, use their discretion. Uh, well, they got taken out. I was like, a, you know, there was debates in Congress about that, literally talking about Backpage. Hilarious to hear Congress talk about Backpage as if they have no idea what it is. Nobody, <laughs> nobody in Congress would ever use that, right? No, they've got they've got people that book the prostitutes for them. <laughs> they don't have to do it themselves. Um, so for those that don't know, Backpage was like a, like a uh, escort site of kind of modeled after Craigslist. And the only reason I know about it is the same reason that they, you know, Congress was going after it last year. Now we've come full circle. Now we're on to the big websites, your Amazon or excuse me, well, not Amazon yet, but your Facebook, your, your YouTube, your Twitters. And it's kind of the same thing. Are we responsible for? But at the same time, what is the hate speech? What hate speech has he brought? What is the true hate speech that's used to take him off? Here's the problem. Because you can have a website and you can have whatever terms of service you want. You can say, look, we're only talking about uh, the weather in the Columbia River Gorge. Okay, There's actually a website like that. It's a forum. But they... You know, you don't complain about City Hall. You don't complain about your neighbor. Like, you're just allowed to talk about the weather. Or if there's a fire nearby, stuff like that. You can, and you can kick people off that website. That's totally, totally fine. It's not a free speech issue. But when you have a platform that you're advertising as YouTube or... This is your, you know, social media site to interact with your friends and family. You have to have, you can have terms of service, but they need to apply equally to everyone. So you've got uh, some tweets in here, (laughs) which uh, because they're against white people, they can not even disqualify you from getting a job at the New York Times. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to com- you're going to combine the two biggest stories of the last few days into one one deal. Before we yeah. ju- before we jump into that though, I don't want to go I want to want to backtrack one thing before you you jump into that. They're not really censoring Alex Jones. They're taking him off their platforms. You have to remember, Alex Jones isn't just some dude who's on Facebook saying a bunch of conspiracy theories. He is profiting and making money 
from Facebook. He is profiting and making money from YouTube. He is profiting and making money, well, probably not from Twitter, but maybe, I don't know. So it's not like they're censoring him or trying to stop what he's saying. They're they're just using the platform, which we've all discussed, we all know is flawed, and taking him off of that. It's not censorship to take him off of that. Well, Thoughts? It It is... So, it is, it's not government censorship, although, you know. I mean, yeah. Facebook, let's say, Facebook and Google are not the furthest things from government intelligence operations that exist, put it that way. But, okay, let's say for the sake of argument, totally private companies. Um, That's fine, but you, they're not saying, we don't like him. And we could take, we can kick off anyone that we want. They're saying he violated our terms of service. So if you're going to stick to that, you have to show that other people who violated your terms of service also were treated the same. It's just, you know, it's, it's a defense in criminal court too. If you can show that, it's selective prosecution. Um, you know that's an acceptable argument for why you know why you're not guilty. Well, other people did the same thing and and don't get prosecuted. It's a it's a bogus offense. So if if Facebook is going to say uh, we're not a publisher, we get protection because we're just providing a an open platform. And we've got terms of service that you have to abide by, but that's you know that's all our um, that's all we're doing. You you've you've got to at least show how um, this user or this you know content violated your terms of service. And where we're at now is they just say mm, hate speech. Yeah, Th- there is no definition of hate speech. Right. Hate speech equals uh, speech we don't like. But uh, yet another opportunity to say James Corbett was right. And I put a link in there. um, Episode 332, The Weaponization of Social Media. And also, maybe even more importantly, uh, he did a whole series with different social media alternatives which sounded very interesting to me. And I think I even went to one once, but have I used any of them on a regular basis? No. True confessions. <laughs> True confessions. Yeah. Okay. On to John. Okay. Well, it's your, you, you threw it in there. You can give people the rundown. No, oh, no. I mean, I think if, most people must know that I already throw it in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, basically it's just a, a photo. But it shows different tweets of what she said. Um, dumb, <laughs> dumb effing white people marking up the internet with their opinions like dogs peeing on fire, hydrant, fire hydrants. Are white people predispositioned to burn faster in the, th- the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like gro- groveling goblins? It's and, Hashtag and cancel white people. Wait, wait, wait. That that tweet starts with R, but 
does not end with any punctuation, much less a question mark. Editor, New York Times. No big deal. Next <laughs> Editorial up. board. Oh yeah. man, it's kind of sick how much I enjoy getting, uh, how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. I dare you to get on Wikipedia and play things white people can take credit for. It's really hard. Oh yeah, because white, white, white people have, have never accomplished anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, can we? That, that's a good point. Can we? Can we? Can we choose our sides? Are white men the oppressors who have created right. all of these, you know, societies to yeah. oppress people not of that color, or are they just bumbling? Or have they? Ne- or have they never done anything? Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, I just realized I can't start stand watching Breaking Bad or Battlestar Galactica. The premise on both is white people mi- being miserable. Um, white people have stopped breeding. Y'all are gonna go extinct soon. This is my plan all along. It With must the little devil emoji. Yeah, it must be so boring being white. Uh, white people aren't even allowed to have polo. Did you know that? I don't even know what that is. Have you ever tried to figure out things white people are allowed to do that aren't culturally appropriate? Lacrosse isn't for white people either. It's just on and on and on. She is. So, go ahead. And, and and I didn't actually give a rundown. I jumped right into it, assuming everyone knew. But most people listening to this podcast probably do. Sarah Jung yeah. is the new edit. Uh, welcome or new member of the editorial board for the New York Times. She is apparently racist towards white people. She is a. Uh, uh, of uh, Asian descent, she is lesbian. Those two things don't matter in a vacuum. However, if we're gonna get the full picture, we gotta look at this is where she's coming from, and she hates white people, especially white men. Now, did have you ever che- did you check the Twitter feed? That was something I should probably do because I'm the guy on Twitter. Uh, I've heard these tweets have been cleaned up. Yeah, like you know, most of her tweets have totally been erased. So. Um, it's it's almost like a oops. So we forgot all that was out there still, um, right. and it's all cleaned up Which, n- now. You know, and and here's the thing: I don't like the the baseball pitcher getting raked over the coals because he quoted rap lyrics when he was in high school. You know, right? It's like okay, not proof. He's a racist. Right. Now, these are explicitly <laughs> racist. They're, they're very racist. They're racist tweets. But if she came out and said, well, first of all, they're not that long ago either. These no. are not like from when she was a no, kid. 2014, 2015, 2016. Yeah. So it's it's way worse. And yet, nah, she's not even going to lose her job. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but here's, about, here's, here's one thing. Um there's you know this is a very common theory like someone is obsessing over homosexuality uh the worst thing in the world there's either closeted gay or they've got gay tendencies i think there's a lot of that with the on the racism stuff too because um now this is this is its own stereotype but one that i witnessed firsthand um, in Korea, the cultural belief is the lighter the skin, the better. Yep. So, Asian, you know, it's pretty good, and you want to, you know, you don't want to get too tan there. Uh, white people, 
great, even better. Black people, bet it's there's like built-in cultural racism, and I think she's like turned it up. She might have been exposed to that as a child or what have you, and and went so far the other way that she's just like hate white people to prove she's not racist, and then showing that she's racist and this is something the people in the black community talk about as well the lighter the skin color the more you know attractive uh at least the the more uh apt they are to get famous as a singer or whatever they're more looked at more of as a darling if they're you know have a lighter skin color um and that's not by white people it's often by other black people so it's something that that i think is not just exclusive to koreans but maybe that is what one of the symptoms of the things that she was exposed to. Also, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say a white man probably really messed her up in some way. And whether it was uh, whether it was as yeah. a child, um, you know, where she was abused maybe by a white man, or just uh, it's it's weird. It's it's weird, right? It's like well, uh, here here's the other thing that doesn't you know make who sense. I don't really you know who I don't like. I don't like Andrew Hoffman. I hate that guy. Hey, does Andrew Hoffman ask about me? Man, what's Andrew Hoffman doing right now? I, I wish I knew what Andrew was doing. Andrew Hoffman's a jerk. I don't like that guy. It's, it's like, wait, wait. <laughs> Do you not well, like him, or why are you obsessed about talking with him all the time? So there's a, a few things that don't make sense, and I have not done a lot of research on this, but uh, there's lawsuits going on right now specifically against some Ivy League schools like Harvard. And she went to Harvard Law, okay? Uh, Because they uh, use racial quotas. Yeah, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, remember? Uh, To get into a Pac-12 school right now as a white American kid is like dang near impossible. It doesn't even matter if you can dunk a football or hit a home run. But if you, the same... But for, for Ivy League schools the group that's even more discriminated against is Asians. Like your test scores have to be, uh, you know, higher on average than even white people and way higher than other groups to get in. Um, so, and from, from her tweets, I mean, honestly, does she seem like an intellectual giant? No, she doesn't sound smart at all. And I heard her interviewed a little bit on the No Agenda show. She doesn't sound, she doesn't speak intelligently. No. Uh, Tucker Carlson went so far as to call her dumb. You know, which, if you just judge by her writing, which is pretty much all I've seen, not impressive. So it doesn't make sense. Like, how did you, do you know how many smart Asian women <laughs> there are out there <laughs> applying for for uh, Ivy League schools? Right. The, this is not a a rare subgroup. No, especially here in the Northwest. So how did how did she get in? Maybe she. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, don't forget, it's not just the race thing. She's also a lesbian. Well, there's there's that. She's got that going for her. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Do they put? Do you, are you putting that on college applications now? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe in an essay or something like. Oh, um, 
complaining about your oppression. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, so, so she's applying for a job, and you're applying for a job, and they, they look at it and they say Korean, check, lesbian, check, woman, check. Andrew Hoffman, three strikes, you're out of here. Get out of here, you white cisgendered male. Well, I don't think it's so much for jobs. Well, depending on the organization, but uh, Ivy League schools, yeah, that's that's definitely the way that that's going down. So it's kind of hilarious too, like. You're going to work for the New York Times, so hold on a second. All white people are baloney, right? They're all hashtag cancel white people. Let's take a look at the history of the New York Times. Um, <laughs> could quite possibly be the whitest uh, news reporting agency in the history of the United States. <laughs> you, you see a lot of uh, cultural diversity happening in, at the New York Times back in the 20s through the war period. Any Any, any cultural diversity there? Not so much. No. Not so much. No. So, what are we learning? What's our What's our basic synopsis? We're both too lazy to go to other forms of social media, but these ones are truly being corrupted. Didn't we, we talked about this? Remember, we got real fired up about this a few months ago and talked about this. I said this is the beginning of the end for Facebook. Obviously, mm-hmm. at, at, le- at least on stock price, at least I was wrong. But I said you can't start censoring based on political views. Because they're going to start to realize that it's not a slice of life, that it's it's altered. Well, I mean, their stock price did take a big hit recently, but... The ambient noise in the background of this show is just going to be off the charts, isn't it? I can hear a dog barking. That's it? Okay. That's good. That's good. Still waiting for that bug zapper to kick in. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah... It's. What are we saying, man? What are we saying that these the, well, the, these are the, these are manufa- these are not real things, right? These are not real conversations people have in real life. Hashtag cancel white people. Nobody says that to someone else's face, but yet it lives on the internet. Now it's going to live at the New York Times. Uh, I guess Infowars and what's going on with all that. I mean, I bet, I bet, at least for now. He's going to experience a huge surge in donations and viewership. There's not many. I mean, the Dredge Report dwarfs like New York Times Online, any individual media outlet, CNN.com. And Dredge Report is massive. So him, you know, plugs for a full day on that is it's probably better than being on facebook but i i will say this too it's it's kind of confusing because it's like you know i had to go check it out so i went to the itunes feed and refreshed the alex jones show and it downloaded today's episode right so so it's no it's no longer going to be listed in the catalog i guess it's not going to be searchable but you can't that was one of the beautiful things that adam curry and uh, the other guy from uh the early 2000s when they created the RSS feed. That was one of the beautiful things about it. It can't be censored. If we were all just going off of RSS feeds and subscribing mm-hmm. directly to RSS feeds and not, you know, through these big social networks out of laziness, then we would see that, you know, you're still subscribed. You're still good to go. Well, and that's what Alex Jones was saying also. He's like, you you know, you could still subscribe to it. You yeah. could still even subscribe to it and use iTunes. iTunes, right. but it's just they're just not 
going to list it. It's not going to show up in the top ten. They're not going to list it in their catalog. The YouTube thing, I mean, really did delete the Alex Jones channel. And that's the biggest blow to him, by the way. That's where you make money. Um. Well, and he they had already demonetized him long, a long time ago. But uh, he made money because he's advertising his own stuff. He puts his own commercials in there. Um, and we got we got to talk about that too. That's another angle. All the vitamin well, supplements and this, you know, this the you know super sperm drinks and the male vitality and the. Uh, iodine drinks or you know iodine for in case of emergencies and the bug out bags and all that stuff you know he's making money selling all that stuff and now it's you know James Corbett talked about this how they made from the YouTube search bar 9-11 a conspiracy theory like the original version very hard to find yep Yep. So I heard that. Even podcast. if you put, yeah. Um, and I. Oh, what do you know? It's back. <laughs> but it, but <laughs> is hit him. But, but no, it was. It, but but hold on. Let me ask you before you click off of it. Is it James Corbett's video? It comes from um, Corbett Report. Oh, it is from Corbett Report. Okay, because this yep. there was an offshoot that was uploaded. And don't forget, we went through this before. I say we in all quotes. Chris White did. Mm-hmm. I mean he. He really was kind of the, on the forefront of all this when he put out Ancient's Alien debunked and History Channel went after him and then right they oh yeah that's as if that wasn't fair use you know right I mean. right and Jordan Maxwell came after him and David Ike came after him and you know he withstood as best as he could but I think he went through three or four channels everything's now on verse by verse Bible teaching he's like this is my last YouTube video channel it's still up just put all this put it all in there yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, we've been through this before. It, the problem is, if you're on their network, you got to play by their rules. And um, their rules are bent. But <laughs> what I was going to say here, let me see if it's still like this. Uh, if I search for the Alex Jones channel, not only do they have it disappeared, the first link is from CNN, YouTube. Facebook and Apple shut down Alex Jones channels. Uh, then, you know, Associated Press. And then uh, Sandy Hook families sue conspiracy theorist Alex Jones for defamation. Ex-wife of InfoWars host Alex Jones. He's a really unhappy, disturbed person. Oh, from I, Inside I, forgot, Edition. I forgot about the divorce stuff. Um, stuff from Vice ripping on Alex Jones. So not only did they remove his channel... Instead of, I think previously it just said this channel is no longer available. Now it gives you all these results of like Alex Jones bashing articles. Well played, YouTube. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... And it, it is interesting that their their big story right before all this happened was, hey, look at Apple working with China. Uh or look at Google working with China to, you know, create all this uh, Chinese requested um, censorship, basically. So you can obviously China. China doesn't really hide it. You know, they're going to censor whatever is is bad for the state there, whatever they don't like, including uh, 
<laughs> one of the best memes I've seen in a while. Um, if uh, if I say you know Chinese President Xi Jinping, can you picture him? Yep. Okay. So people in in China took um, a picture of him and the Japanese. Prime Minister Abe, <laughs> and put up uh, a picture, you know, without even any uh, commentary, just next to a picture of Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. And Xi Jinping is Winnie the Pooh and Abe is Eeyore. <laughs> and it is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> so if, you know, if you've if you got kids out there can remember being a kid, you probably remember Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore, but um, worth looking up. So China not only banned that content, they um, banned the the movie Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> okay. So, which is, you know, it has no, like, offensive or really political contact or well there's the whole thing about uh you know the character tigger some people say that's a racist character but we won't we won't go there but uh that's not the problem in in china it's just (laughs) compare the president to winnie the pooh and winnie the pooh is now banned banned um which will, of course... I mean, we're not any better here. We're, we're banning Huckleberry Finn in schools. Because of its right. profound, you know, this profuse use of the N-word. In a book that... Is about... Yeah. <laughs> the use. Very strongly made the case... The anti-racist case. Right. Which, yeah. It, so... One thing I, I was thinking about in relationship to this, I do think this is a, you know, there's the the old Christian song about the God-shaped hole in the heart and everyone needs God. And if you don't acknowledge God and you don't worship God, you will worship other things and you, you know, um, there's a G.K. Chesterton quote from back in the day saying, um, you know, being a Christian is not a religion. It's the freedom from all ridiculous religious superstitions. So, so you're, you're, you follow God, then you don't have to be, have the ridiculous superstitions that, um, you know, the secular world offers up to you. And these are ridiculous examples. This is not freedom. This is not like, Oh, don't be a, it used to be, oh, you can have, you could be free. Uh, just don't follow God, and you'll be free to do whatever you want. No, it's there's rules. It's and it's. Um, I think the part of the reason for the outrage, uh, for the angst, people are taking it's it's a substitute religion. The political correctness is a substitute religion. So, and the, I guess the next target of this social media purge is climate deniers. That <laughs> um, we've talked plenty about about that in the past. So, 
it's uh yeah i don't i mean i don't, I don't even know what to say that's kind of a uh, interesting i mean it, it, it seems like they're going after every form of you know conspiracy theorist or person against the status quo but again are people going to notice i mean maybe kids notice at you know people like you and i notice people of course uh but even people our age are going to notice but maybe as we get further into the future you know they'll forget who's this alex jones guy maybe maybe it, it does keep it off people's facebook feeds and keeps them from even thinking about it i mean i don't know well i think the more insidious thing is the algorithm yeah tweaking yeah. Yeah. where it identifies what you like it identifies what groups you're in and it tailors everything to reinforce your existing point of view and, th true. and that's that's really scary to me I and mean, that is that is that what was on that was the most recent episode that you just posted of the corbett report or no is that an older one? That's, a, that's been a, a recent topic. He's done a great job of covering that. Well, he talked the radio head conversation he had. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was, that a was really good. That was really good. But it just shows you, you live in this box and it's because it, you're. That was a, a newer, the one I posted was older than that. That's but what I, yes, that's that was what I thought. Um, I don't know what to say, man. It's like if if they run these if they run Twitter if they if they the pe people run Twitter the people who run we just can't view it's just like another reminder to not view Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube as reality these are just things mm -hmm. that these are constructs uh, that allow people to share the best parts of their lives or their point of view and their point of view is always a good thing you know but. Um, to, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't know what to say because we should have been investing in other ways to do this long before Alex Jones got removed from everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, or how much social media do we actually need? Uh, but on the on a similar line, there, um, plastic surgery. This article is from the Hill. Um, and I pulled it from ChristianDailyReporter.com, which I would recommend. Um, it's a news aggregation site. It's basically kind of like a um, cleaner, more Christian news-related focused version of the Drudge Report. So, but uh, it's from the guy that started Babylon B. Oh, he's uh, the one that moved on. He sold the Babylon yeah. B. Yeah, oh, he cool. sold to Babylon. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so it's a good news aggregation site. Uh, but anyway, so plastic surgeons say more patients coming in with Snapchat dysmorphia. Uh-oh. So I don't even really want to read the whole article, but basically people are coming in and saying, You're gonna, look, the computer's look how great gonna I look in my... The computer's going to shut off. Okay. Hey. Hey, now you just have to tell me what magic thing I can do to stop the computer from shutting off. Once I don't once know, you hear the sound that tells us it's going to shut off. Like, I don't. I don't know. It's something that happens in your computer where all of a sudden it it, it sounds like a cappuccino machine or something. It's like, whoosh, and I'm like, because uh, and it's happened enough that I actually know the sound, so yeah, I can actually tell you before it happens. And I haven't, I haven't been wrong yet, have I? No. 
It's just a matter of, uh, I don't know what I can do to stop it. I don't think there's much you can do. We gotta get you a new computer, buddy. Uh, I have a fire going now, so this is gonna be the weirdest podcast ever. Wow, it's like, you know, the, the channel you can have, like, on Thanksgiving. That's right. Where there's... Well, who started the fireside chats? Fireside, well, like the original Fireside Chats? Yeah, wasn't that like Franklin Roosevelt? or? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm just like Franklin Roosevelt. Snapchat dysmorphia. That's where we were before you uh, unceremoniously cut out or your, your computer shut off. Yeah. We really got to think about getting you a new computer. I'm getting smoked out. Maybe lighting a fire during the podcast. Not the best idea. <laughs> to... To be fair to my computer, uh, I'm also overheating, so it's not just the computer there. <laughs> the 90-degree ambient temperature is probably not ideal computer operation. Speaking of ambient, how, lo- how loud is the fire noise right now? I can hear it occasionally. I mean, it's not too bad. But <laughs> is it pretty distracting? No. No, it's fine. Adds, adds some nice ambiance although um i think like a winter podcast with the fire in the background that that'd be even better than the summer one yeah okay dysmorphia people actually going in two plastic surgeons and wanting to get their face to make look look like a snapchat filter yes and they've got surgeons in there saying you know people come in and say like I need to look like this by next week. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, here's, it, it's, this is nuts, people. Now, I think there's a natural human development. Adolescence, um, you go through a stage where you think everyone is looking at you. Like, you walk into a room and someone laughs and you automatically assume it's about you. And you're obsessed with your own Wait, appearance. I still do that. No, I'm just kidding. And then I just care you, less. You are supposed to um, grow out of it and become an adult. And as an adult, especially uh, as a married adult, sometimes it's about ten o'clock in the morning, and you go to the restroom at work, uh, and you're washing your hands, and you look in the mirror, and you realize that you forgot to button your shirt that day. And you've been at work the first two hours without actually having your shirt buttoned up. Not, it's, you know, like a polo shirt, so not as bad as, like, a, a dress shirt. But happened to me last week. <laughs> it, it, happened, it happened to me. It's like, oh, maybe I should actually look in a mirror before leaving for work. But At what point? Like, when you're juggling the toddler or... You're trying to grab the one like piece of nutrition that you're going to have till noon as you run out the door. Yeah. Is that when you're supposed to check the mirror? I I don't know. Trying to, try to convince your son that it's not a good time to bash the coffee table with a bat. <laughs> and you realize, um, not only do I not care, but also my coworkers apparently don't care either. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's there's more important things in life there. So, anyway, so it, adolescence is something you're supposed to grow out of. You're not supposed to be getting plastic surgery as an adult. 
to look like the way you do in Snapchat filtered selfies. Come on, people. You got anything else? I've I've my uh, I've got a uh, guest submission for words of wisdom tonight. Oh, one thing we have not touched on in this show, which is strange, is QAnon. We've talked. We, I th- I thought we have talked about it. Very cursory. I think my theory is still pretty similar. Which is. I think it is a uh, not necessarily Hillary Hillary Clinton specifically, but kind of like a deep state intelligence operation, um, similar to you know the the Clinton approach to scandals is if there's a scandal, create more scandals. And make sure at least one of them is not real, and then you can just point to that one. I got a, I got a clip here, so just bear with me. But this is a CNN reporter who goes to a Trump rally and starts asking people with QAnon shirts or hats, what's going on? At President Trump's rally tonight in Pennsylvania, scattered among the crowd are people who believe in some conspiracy theories that are so broad and often bizarre, it's difficult to believe, to put it mildly. It's no longer an isolated thing. Take a look. The sign with a Q on it, it stands for QAnon. This video is from the presidential rally in Tampa two nights ago. Last night on the broadcast, we focused more closely on what the group believes in and their views from the fringes of American political thought. Tonight, we wanted to give them a chance to have their say, but because so much has been written about their reluctance to talk, we weren't sure what we would get when we sent Gary Tuckman to tonight's Trump rally. Gary joins us now. So what happened? Well, Anderson, the rally just ended a short time ago. People are now streaming out. Many of these people arriving earlier this morning, waiting in line. And like I said, yeah, we wanted to see if the people who followed this movement wanted to talk to us. And we found that they did want to talk to us. And what they told us was quite interesting. Waiting in line in a driving rain, very motivated Trump supporters wanting to see the president in person in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. We are Q. Some of those people wearing and holding the 17th letter of the alphabet. Are you holding a big red, white, and blue Q? Why do you have that? It's a movement, man. It's the shift. I can feel it coming. Some call it the Great Awakening. You're wearing a shirt that says QWWG1WGA. What does that mean? It means where we go one, we go all. QAnon is... The people that believe in what Trump's trying to do to change our country. That is a generalization. More specifically, what QAnon is, is a fringe movement in which many baseless conspiracy theories are discussed on the Internet, organized around the idea of an anonymous but well-connected person or persons nicknamed Q. Your shirt says, the storm is here, QAnon. What does that mean to you? Well, I've been following all the posts since uh, October 28th. On the Internet? From Q and right, the, the person or people who say they're Q. Right. What do you think Q is, by the way? It's an entity of ten or less people okay, that have um, uh, involved with the government. High, high um, clearance, you know, security clearance. And how do you know that? Well, I'm just telling you, this is what it appears to be. But it appears to be. So you don't have any yeah. proof of that. That's what you're guessing. It is. And you don't have any proof there, is it? We've all been uh, gathering online and. Talking together as as Americans and uniting and Do you think it's a maybe just it makes you comfortable talking with other frustrated, sometimes yes, angry people? Yes. But maybe it's not true because there's no evidence of it. It's just stuff being talked about on the internet, right? There 
there hasn't been any non-evidence yet. A major mantra among QAnon followers, the press is the enemy. You guys are So you don't believe in the First Amendment? Oh, I totally believe in the First Amendment. Well, you don't. You just said the press is the enemy. Well, you guys are weaponized. You guys are totally weaponized by the CIA. What is that? You guys are weaponized by the CIA. CIA. I don't know anybody in the CIA except a couple of people I've interviewed over the years. Okay. But weaponized, what does that even mean? Like, you say stuff that doesn't even mean anything. Um, Weaponized by the CIA. Conspiracy theorists. Do you think I'm weaponized by the CIA? Maybe not to your knowledge, and that's really, that's unfortunate. You believe there is a deep state? Yes. And what do you think that deep state's doing? You think they're running this country? I think they were, and they're petrified now because they're losing their control. But Donald Trump's the president. He's running the country, right? Yeah, but he's having to fight against the I mean, he said he could do it all himself. Everything would be so easy when he came into office. And you think he's fighting with the deep state a year and a half into his term? I think he's been fighting since before he was elected. And who is in this deep state? Who are the people in it? Oh, I definitely believe that, like, the Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas. So you think the Clintons, the Bushes, and the Obamas are running this country as we stand here in the rain? No, they're trying. The anonymous Q is a hero to many here. One man actually hoping to communicate with Q by looking straight into our camera. Is it possible you're believing bogus information, yes or no? Is it possible that I'm believing bogus information? I mean, let's see. Let's see, Q. Let's see. Gary, did you get the impression that that large numbers of people who were lined up for the rally support the QAnon movement? Because obviously, you know, if there are thousands of people at a rally, what, what sort of numbers do you see? Yeah, I don't think there were large numbers, Anderson. A lot of people we talked to had no idea what it was. And other people just wanted to see Donald Trump, and some people just wanted to see a president of the United States with their children. So it seems like a relatively small number. What I will tell you is that it's catching on, and I would anticipate at future rallies we'll see more people holding big cues and wearing clothes with cues on them. Do, do the people you talk to believe that President Trump supports QAnon? President Trump has never said anything about this organization. Also, if you could call it an organization, this internet fraternity. Sarah Sanders, the press secretary, was asked about it yesterday, and she did not give the indication at all that President Trump supports it. The contrary. However, each and every person I talk to who follows this does believe, fervently believes, that Donald Trump is a supporter, even though he hasn't said so. All right. Gary, appreciate you being there. Thank you. Joining me now is Will uh, Summer, reporter for the Daily Beast, who's been writing about QAnon pretty much since its inception. appreciate you being with this. Do, do you have any idea how many followers QAnon actually has, how many people believe in these conspiracy theories? Because I, I certainly don't want to paint, you know, people, everybody who's at this rally with this such a broad good. brush. As Gary was saying, it seems like it's a relatively small number of people who went to this rally. Certainly not. It, you know, it, it is hard to tell how many people believe in it. Certainly you wouldn't want to say everyone at the rally, everyone who's a diehard Trump supporter. But at the same time, the numbers, I mean, you know, at these rallies, we're seeing maybe a couple dozen QAnon believers. That's pretty bizarre, given what QAnon people believe. Uh, in April, there was a QAnon rally in D.C. I went to that. A couple hundred people showed up. They were chanting the QAnon slogans. Uh, so, you know, that was before this stuff really hit the mainstream over the summer and only in one city. So, it, you know, whatever it is, it is, it is remarkable that so many people have uh, become convinced of this. And from what I understand, they have, people who believe in the QAnon thing, have a different belief of what the Robert Mueller investigation actually is. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So, you know, they interpret these clues that are posted online. And so they've come to believe that Robert Mueller is actually in league with Trump and a sort of ally of his. And the idea that Mueller is investigating the Trump campaign is all sort of a ruse to cover up that Mueller is really investigating the likes of Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama. So why would Donald Trump be attacking the Mueller investigation. That's, that's all part of the, you know, the that's cover. all part of the ruse. I see. So, it, I mean, I understand a rival to Q 
has now emerged. Someone who goes by the letter, or um, multiple people go by the letter R. Is that right? That's right. So Q kind of disappeared in July. And so his followers, as you can see, are very devoted. And they were left sort of bereft. And then someone named R showed up and started started giving clues. And they said, oh, well, maybe, you know, this is the new guy to follow. And they posited that, posited that R was uh, the JFK, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr., who, of course, died nearly two decades ago. Uh, and then Q came back and said, don't trust that guy. You know, like with any conspiracy theory, you know, you end up with a lot of factions. So does this have anything to do with the, the Pizzagate? Folks that people believe, you know, there are people, Democrats or Hillary Clinton or others running a pedophile ring in a pizza parlor basement? Absolutely. QAnon is, in a way, sort of like a more respectable mega pizza gate. Uh, you know, a, a key part of QAnon is this idea that Trump is, you know, he's not just fighting against the deep state to the extent of, like, the intelligence agencies or the Clintons. He's fighting against as, what they believe to be global pedophile networks of the amongst the elites all over the world. Uh, so, it is, again, it's they have no evidence for this. It's really crazy stuff. Uh, but but they've kind of folded Pizzagate and a lot of other conspiracies into this sort of giant conspiracy theory. And, and I understand that some people believe that the president has given them secret signs, like that uh, the way he holds his hand or puts some fingers together, he's forming the letter Q during speeches. Is that right? Yeah, so they're, they're like obsessed with, as we saw in the video, getting some sort of validation from Trump that Q is real. Uh, and so like they'll, they'll look at videos and they'll say maybe he's moving his hand in a way that's like a Q. Or if he mentions the no number 17, which, of course, Q is the 17th letter in the alphabet, they see that as a sign. They've been asking a lot of White House reporters to ask Trump about Q. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone has taken them up on their offers. But, but they seem to feel that, that this, you know, if, tr if Trump was asked about it, they, they, they're convinced he would say, oh, yeah, it's all real. Does anyone seem to know who the person Q actually is, or if it is a, a you know one person, or if it's groups of people? Q's identity right now is very mysterious. Uh, you know whether it's one person, a group of people, uh, you know maybe a foreign operative. Uh, you know there's a lot of theories going around, but really nothing that I that I think uh, is worth considering. You know, I, I think perhaps it's maybe just a, a troll or a couple trolls in a basement somewhere, and this whole thing's gotten out of hand. So the core, just uh, can you just explain again the core belief? Because the whole international pedophile ring it, it linked with the deep state, and Robert Mueller's actually working with President Trump. I mean, it's all, um, you know, outlandish. Yeah, it's very confusing. I mean, sort of the and, and it's constantly growing. Like sort of with the with the, something will happen in the news, and they'll claim, oh, the deep state tried to shoot down Air Force One. Uh, sort of the gist of it is that Trump has teamed up with the military and sort of various virtuous world leaders, including Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong Un, to take on this global cabal of Democrats and Hollywood elites and bankers and all this kind of stuff, who they claim are essentially responsible for all the evil in the world. And soon Trump will have all these people arrested. There you go. Uh, I guess I did go ahead and play the whole nine minutes. Um, your thoughts on that, my friend? I did want to follow up. Well, let me just say, one of the reasons I threw this in there was because to hear, first off, to hear somebody reference the media as shills of the CIA, and then it'd be Vienna. Well, I don't know anyone in the CIA. <laughs> And and then, then, back to you, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Vehemently denied. Then back to Anderson in the in the uh, in the Situation Room, who's looking really like kind of stressed out in this. In the, and then uh, back down to this guy from whatever he was from, the Daily Beast. Now at CNN, you got a guy from the Daily Beast talking about. But to hear them 
belittle and joke about Pizzagate, and can you believe these crazy people think that that Hillary's represents part of the deep state that you know is running a giant global pedophile ring? Um, and that is that is interesting stuff to hear on mainstream media. Um, you know, mainly because I think you and I kind of tend to lean in that direction, uh, at least concerning the the pedophiles and. Uh, and Hillary Clinton. Uh, two points on this I want to make. Number one, I followed this up with another uh, article that I tossed into the folder here. And I, let me just go ahead and read this. This is from last week. Uh, this is cable ratings. Fox News Channel finished number one in all basic cable in both primetime and total day viewers for the week of August 1st, while MSNBC uh, beat CNN for the 11th time uh in this is an old article son of a mother what are we talking about here that's still i think it still goes fox then msnbc then cnn shoot but this is an old article this does not help my case at all uh but it was saying primetime viewership for cnn nine hundred and eighty six thousand. um i wonder what it is now i think it's i think it's like in the 600s so it's even dropped further since this. I think so, yeah. Well, that just, I mean, so a couple things. One, CNN is scared. And, and, you know, QAnon and all these other, you know, Alex Jones, all these, they have a way more followers, way more people interested. And CNN, it's all Trump hate all the time. And people are getting sick of it. Even if you're a Democrat, it's got to get old, right? Even if you love the Democratic Party. This nothing but Trump bashing has got to get old. This QAnon thing, though, it kind of struck me. Do you remember the... Of course you do. I know the answer to this question, so it's not a real question. But remember the um, Ron Paul movement and the Tea Party movement, how that started? It was Mm -hmm. regular guys, just like you, who were anti-war, who wanted Ron Paul to get elected because they wanted to change the country, and they were of a conservative leaning, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was co-opted by the mainstream media and others and became this whole other thing that was about Christianity and doing good, and the whole point got missed. And then it went mainstream, and then we had Rand Paul and all these others on you know Fox News and CNN claiming the Tea Party is the greatest thing to happen, blah, blah, blah. And the Democrats thought it was the worst thing to happen. Um, then you remember Occupy Wall Street, how it started, where they were like, Nobody in these banks has gone to jail. This is baloney. We're going to sit Mm -hmm. here until somebody does something. And then it was co-opted. And then Occupy became like this. We're going to sit here until the socialist Democrats take over. We're going to occupy ICE. Yeah, we're going to occupy. And it's just everything is now Occupy was in. It was co-opted. I believe QAnon is an attempt from what we're seeing here to uh, take over the Pizzagate movement to take over the pedophile global pedophile ring movement and co-opt it and make it look ridiculous. And specifically uh, to prevent any um, organic real dialogue about (laughs) real action. Right. Because, well, if everything's going to get fixed and if Robert Mueller's really working with Trump and if, all these evil people are mm. going to get arrested all at once, you know, someday soon. No, you don't have to do anything. That's right. It's coming. I can't wait. It's coming. It's coming. I don't have to do anything. I just have to wait. Remember, this, this was out before the election. 
It was, oh, yes, you know, Anthony Weiner's laptop. There's going to be arrests. There's going to be... Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Hillary Clinton's going to jail. The New York City Police Department is in trouble. they got to figure out what to do. they got to turn these files over to the FBI. I mean, it, it, it just defies reason. It's crazy to think that there's no smoke here. Or, I mean, there's no fire here where there's all this smoke. Anthony Weiner's laptop, the lady who's smuggling children out of Haiti, the Pizzagate stuff, and not even just related to Pizzagate, but just the people around Pizzagate, including the Podestas. I mean, it, there's so much smoke. And the media doesn't know how to, to like cover it up anymore. So now it's this QAnon thing. Like, Let's throw it back to Anderson Cooper. You don't know anybody in the CIA, do you? No, I don't. Can you believe these guys? <laughs> and then Anderson circles back like... I mean, they believe in pedophile rings? That's crazy. I mean, this is weird, man. This is weird. It's like a right. it's like a, a normalization of just those topics. Like, how many people do you think are 80 years old, 70 years old, who were watching CNN that night when that thing came on, and who had never heard of any of this stuff? And now they're going to go look up QAnon. Right, and Pizzagate, and all this other stuff. And, it, and it, now they're going to see there's all these crazy conspiracy theories. Can you believe the Republicans? Oh, great example of all the Trump tards. And it, yeah. it, it's... And it's another dead end, man. It's just another dead end where people got shirts. They got shirts that say this QAnon. Is, but you know what? This is the other side of the MSNBC... Um, Trump's going to get impeached. Trump's going to resign. Trump's, you know, he's freaking out. He can't handle it. He's going to quit any day. Trump Jr.'s going to jail. It's the exact same thing. It's just for a different audience. Co-opting them so that they understand what's happening in the real world. But then it's like coded in this like, you know, 10, you know, it's like 90% truth, 10% of baloney that leads them to do. Right. Yeah, um, the Pizzagate thing, uh, the Canary Cry guys did some episodes on that, which which were, were good. Um, you know, I think it was a lot of truth, and then they, they'll point out one detail that's bogus that may have been put out there on purpose, or that in a lot of cases it's not even something that was really claimed. You know, that, well, I think there was the claim about the basement of the pizza place that it doesn't have a basement, right? Right. But if you listen to people that actually did research on it, they're like, no, there's no basement in that building. But this guy owns this, like, really creepy, you know, meat locker facility out in the middle of nowhere, you know, 15 miles away. And, it's all the stuff that a, was posted. And he the has people, a really you know, creepy art art collection, including sculptures of, Podesta, of yeah. sculptures of Jeffrey Dahmer's, you know, uh, <sighs> Jeffrey Dahmer's drawings, and then there's spirit cooking. Um, you know, we're all really cool, really keen on this lady who does what they call spirit cooking, which is like eating fake desserts off a live person laying in a pool of, you know red colored water to look like blood because it's totally normal it's just like a totally no- like a cool what? art yeah. thing to do you know and then spirit cooking is where you take the blood of some you know animal that's been killed and splatter it on the wall and pull out the body parts and talk about cooking it and you know that's totally normal too you know she's been you know seen with different celebrities and everything else and uh, the Anthony Bourdain angle by the way which is his girlfriend was into spirit cooking and also 
her Instagram reads like a uh, who's who of of uh, Satanists, or or at least mm. at least of occult uh, symbolism. You know, this there is a, so much smoke there that it's it feel it feels like QAnon's like a cover story. Here we go. Let's throw this out there. Let's just make you know. Let's, how hard is it to make some you know random posts on 4chan? And and get a lot of traction and claim this and then never predict anything but just say that you know something's coming and then when something does claim you knew it, and, right? And then just continue to talk about these things and it, it's it's weird it, it like grows a solidarity among those who believe in it but it also takes them further from reality and a good point that you just pointed out further from doing anything about it or looking into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. We've and we, this is something we've followed since the beginning of our podcast. But the it's not just about controlling the programming on the TV anymore. It's about trying to get your message out through social media and spreading, you know, spreading stuff. Because people way. aren't watching TV, man. <laughs> it's got to be on Netflix. Right, Six hundred thousand people. It's less than a million people. Yeah. You know, out of three hundred million. Less than a million are watching CNN. So it's and and okay, Fox is the ratings king, and Hannity's the biggest show on Fox. Less how, than I mean, less less than ten million people. How dumb is the Democrat Party when Fox continues to lead the ratings? Don't they see what they're doing is not working? They're just going to continue to run the 2016 election over and over and over again, and they're going to keep losing. I mean, it's just not. It's it's so stupid. Well, <laughs> they do have a solution, Tim. What's the solution? AOC? No. Creepy Uncle Joe. Oh, no. Here we go. Early polls favor Biden. Oh. So they... <laughs> what do you know when Joe Biden with... No recent scrutiny whatsoever. He's thrown up against Donald Trump. He's leading. Oh my goodness! How could he possibly lose? Joe Biden to the uninitiated has no recent recent things. But I mean, this guy his 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 son is in charge of one of the largest uh, natural gas producers out of Ukraine. Was put in that position after Victoria Noodleman Newland rolled in and said "f the EU" and helped launch. Vladik Klasikovich or whatever his name was to you know run counter to you know the party that was rising to power at that time. I mean, to the uninitiated, to the people who sit back and watch the news and laugh at QAnon heads on television and don't know anything. That's that's he's untarnished to them, right? I mean, I, I know or, or, yeah, I know people who aren't even the... political who have posted Biden like touching the breast of an eight-year-old child on national television pictures on their Twitter. That's true. That's happened. That's actual photos yeah. of him being super creepy around small children. Super. So I don't. I don't know why anyone thinks that he's clean, but he's not. He's blackmailable, which is why he'll be put in this position, and we'll all just think, oh, he's got a trustable white face. This will work. He's also seventy-five years old. Perfect. And he's a white guy. What are they thinking? I no, know. I I don't think they're that dumb. I I would actually think Hillary Clinton has a better chance being the nominee than Joe Biden. I would hope so, but I mean, both would be. I mean, just Biden would be more funny for me. I mean, Clinton can't get elected, can she? There's no, no. way. I don't think there's no. any way. 
I no. even people who voted for Clinton at this point are like, uh, <laughs> we got to get somebody else in there. But she's like ready to go again, and the, like the news is just like foaming at the mouth trying to get her in again. And it's it's hilarious, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I keep saying man, and I don't know, but it's uh, it's it's a weird and crazy time to live in. It, it's not stressful to me. It's just funny. I just wish. You know, one thing that's been a struggle for me doing this podcast over the last six to eight months, even the last year and a half, well, we didn't even do one for a full year there, so, but just the last six months has just been, we've become this, like, what could be viewed as a pro-Trump podcast, and that's frustrating to me, because I don't want that to be the case, and then, you know, we had Dr. Future come on here, and we, I kind of disagree with him on some points, and now, you know, I feel like we're even more pigeonholed as, like, this conservative Trump, pro-Trump podcast. But we're not. Facebook may classify us as conservatives, but we just <laughs> talk about what's going on in the news. It's always been a media de- deconstruction show, and the only thing that's going on in the news is Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah, we're a, uh, I guess, a Trump um, desacralizing show. Like, yeah. Like, take, take it easy, people. Yes. Yeah. He's not. Uh, he's not going to save the country. He's not going to arrest all the bad guys. Yep. And you know what? He's also not literally Hitler. Come on, man. He's literally Hitler. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. If he's literally right. if if Hitler if he's literally Hitler, then but you know and the, the but I can I can hear I can hear it now. I could call up certain members of my family and hear about how great he is and he's a Christian leader and all this other baloney that the that the uh, Christians, as you so rightly pointed out, are pointing out. As you were so right to point out, they're gonna—they're super excited for all the power they're gonna get once you know once Trump gets in there for another term. Yeah, get... how are you? How are you liking our new power that Trump gave us? It's awesome. Yeah, white white. I just go around Christian males. people around all day. White Christian males really kill. I'm them. a Christian now. You must do what I say because Trump is president. <laughs> White Christian males really killing it out here right now. Just, I mean, yeah. I can't be stopped. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not even tired of winning. Are you tired of winning, Andrew? <laughs> uh, well, I, I am tired of winning. There's too much winning. Stop the winning. <laughs> All right. You even uh, won your pickup golf tournament. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Scramble golf tournament champions. You gonna jump to words of wisdom, or are you gonna try and ent- words, play us out? Words of wisdom. I'm. Uh, it's about half an hour past where I wanted to be here. All right. Well, before uh, you go to Words so, of Wisdom, but, I have to do a last one last story. I know, okay. man. I know. All right. I w- I'll make it quick. Actually, you should read it. Babylon B. Alexa offers right. to lead family prayer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Everybody at home, thank the- thank Andrew. For, for staying with me even later into his night to read from the Babylon Bee. Horton, North Dakota. It was time to eat dinner at the Kendall household, and Gregory Kendall, who had just come home from a long day selling auto parts, was in no mood to pray. Would anyone else like to pray, he asked his family. But he was met with blank stares, his children not jumping at the chance to pray for the meal. Gregory looked at his wife, Roberta, and she returned a look that said, Not today. 
Finally, the Kindle's Amazon Echo device offered to lead the prayer after the always listening device determined the awkward silence was probably never going to end until someone stepped up to bless the food. To the higher power and mythological originator of the universe to which this household subscribes, Lux began, I politely request that you would increase the nutritional value and decrease the negative effects of harmful additives, sweeteners, cholesterol, saturated fat, non-organic produce, and refined carbohydrates in this prepared meal. We ask that this portion of time while we partake of edible contents be enhanced by the enjoyment of the familial relationship shared by this group who shares a highly similar genetic background and inhabit the same residence. We also request that our conduct reflects the good values of the being to which we make this appeal so that the other humans who come into personal contact with the ones here would come to an involuntary desire to share in the specific cultural dogmas upheld by the family of Gregory. We are also grateful that the book How to Pray by C.S. Lewis is now on sale and available with free shipping on Amazon Prime, as well as Good Calories, Bad Calories by Gary Traub. Amen. Uh, all right. After the prayer, the Kindle families thanked Alexa and ate their meal, but Gregory Kindle found himself concerned by the fairly secular prayer. Alexa may not be saved, he told reporters. <laughs> Kindle says he is taking Alexa to meetings with his pastor to answer all our questions about Jesus in hopes that she will convert to Christianity. We're all praying for it. <laughs> Thank you for reading that and sticking with me, Andrew. Yeah. Ready for your uh, your imposter words okay, of wisdom. Get, get ready to, to play the clip up at the top from Twitter. Okay. So, a little intro. Um, Aaron Feld was the assistant strength coach for Georgia and became internet famous because of his ridiculous handlebar mustache. It's like a young, a young white guy with a big handlebar mustache. And he's a strength coach in college football, so he's always fired up. So Oregon hired him as their head strength coach. And he started, you know, he's always got uh, Oregon recruiting videos and what have you going on. But he started a 45-day challenge, 45 days before the start of the football season. And it's for other coaches to get in shape by doing 100 bicep Exercises and 100 tricep exercises every day for 45 days to get ready for for the football season. So here's the here's the video. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, did Coach Feld bring anything other than a purple and a black band to do guns? The 45-day challenge on the island of Hawaii? The answer is no. No, I didn't. But did you hike an hour and a half across the ridge of a canyon to get to this rock in the middle of nowhere to do curls? I don't think so. You're sitting at home watching this video on your phone. You haven't done anything. Have you done the 45-day challenge today? Have you gotten 100 buys? Have you got 100 tries? Have you filled the sleeves? I didn't think so. So before you say anything about my form or about where I am or about the band I'm using, get out there and get 100 buys and 100 tries and get ready for 2018 campaign. Tell me that doesn't fire you up, Tim. Read, read the uh, hashtag. I feel like I feel like words of wisdom is really taking a, a turn in the wrong direction today. <laughs> read, read the hashtag. Forty-five day challenge. Hashtag fill the sleeves. Hashtag take the pack. No, there's no, there's one more. Uh, at BB Feldy. No, keep. Keeping the haters in business since 1776. 
hard work, <laughs> hard work, keeping haters in business since 1776. Oh yeah, that's right. It wasn't the hashtag; it was the title. Come Sorry. on, man, get your Twitter acronyms together. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we call in the biz a wrap. I'm, I'm, def- yeah. I'm definitely not in a biz, but I got smoke drifting towards me. I got a hungry dog. I got a family of uh, sleeping family members that probably wonders what their crazy father figure is out in the backyard doing, talking about his crazy yeah. podcast, talking about QAnon, QAnon, Robert. Enjoying Ray. the power, enjoying the power of this podcast. Enjoying the power the Trump presidency. of Christians being in charge of things. Christians are in <laughs> charge now. Man, just wait till we institute this power, all of the p- powerful things that we'll do. Yeah. You know what they say. If you can't lead them to Jesus, you can at least lead them to con- conservatism. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be working out too well, though. <laughs> How's it working down there in Oregon? Not, not in the Northwest, anyway. Killing it up here in Seattle, by the way. Yeah. I've converted two mosquitoes since the beginning of this podcast. All right. So that concludes our uh, experiment with how much ambient noise can be, uh, can we handle from my end of the uh, of the uh, the recording. Thank you, Andrew, for staying up late with us. I'm going to head to bed myself. Thanks everybody for out there for listening. Uh, do really appreciate all the listeners. I know we actually may have gotten a few more. Mister Mister Corbett put us on our last episode as a as a as a must listen where we uh, hilariously laughed about the end of the world when Russia and or when Putin and Trump did a joint press conference. So <laughs> anyway, enjoyed uh, hearing from those folks and hope everybody out there has a good week. Fill the sleeves, people. <laughs> a copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-